Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you ever get a little down in life? Do you dream of that buff body but can't be bothered to actually do the work? Of course you do. We all hate ourselves a little bit. 30 minutes from now, you'll feel so comparatively intelligent, cultured, and generally superior that you'll wonder why you ever worried at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom. Yeah, I'm just laughing. This is the second take our intro because we messed up the first one. <laughs> don't really do it, do we? It's normally, it's normally in one, but... Yeah, this is take two. You don't know this at home or on the train or in the car or whatever, but this is take two because I said something really inappropriate on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you. Not like me, actually. I'm usually pretty good on but that. we start off talking about you, as per. Um, not yeah. feeling very well, are you? No, I'm a bit, I'm a bit poorly. Um, but it's a shame because... Um, I've had two days at home completely to myself, which just never happens to grown-ups really? like us. And it should be heavenly, but... Um, Internet's taking a hammer in then. Well, do you know, it should, <laughs> it should have done. I should have had massive parties with models and bodybuilders and rock stars and champagne and oysters everywhere, but actually, I haven't been great. So was kind it more of, been, of a party with lemon sip? It was a bit Chicken dull. Soup. I couldn't even drink coffee. I was just a bit dull. I was just sitting there... I'm not well because I haven't been drinking enough water lately, so I've given myself an uppercut for and that. And not washing your hands after number twos. No, I think, so. I think I probably wash my hands too much, if anything. Really? Yeah, very clean hands. But okay. um, we've also had... Uh, we're selling our house, so we've, we've had a few... Only went on the market last week. We've had a few viewings, which means that... What's your address, mate? Some of these people, <laughs> some of these people might want to go and uh, view it. Dover Street. Yeah, if you're looking to buy a palace... Or 69 Dover Street. Stroke Castle with a moat. Yeah, it's not like that. Um, um, but you've got to work for the public. You can't make any mess, and you can't be there. You can't be there. So you, you can be, but it's better if you're not. So I'm, I kept having to go out, even though I didn't want to. What was my tip to you when you're selling your house? What to do? What to buy? Uh, wasn't it baked bread? Well, buy a bread coffee. maker. I've got a bread maker. And put it on just before guests come around, because when they come in like that, ah, <sighs> Ah, pistol. Yeah, I've got bread. a bread maker. It's. Yeah. I, I read once that um, sat nav in car sat nav is the. Luxury purchase for which we in the UK get the least value versus its list price. So you pay this much for it and this is how much you actually use it. I counter that by saying a bread maker is worse value than sat-nav because I use my sat-nav. I do not use my bread maker ever, ever, ever. Really? Really, it's true. Okay. 
How are you? Yeah, good. Feel all right. Took me a little bit of time to recover from the weekend. Mm. Um, but it's Tuesday now. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Happy Valentine's. Yeah, you too. You too. What have you bought? What have you got? Uh, I haven't done anything yet. Because right. my, well, Mrs. F is away, so she's not back till this afternoon, so I'll just get something. We're in Shanks' mum's kitchen, by the way, it's Tuesday morning. I'll just stop at like, the garage on the way home from here. Perfect. Yeah. Got a yeah. biro in the car, write it on the driveway, isn't it? Lovely, lovely. Do you know what I like? I like it when the kids make me something instead. Yeah. Because then, you know, cause then I know I haven't paid for anything. Yeah, it's true, actually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm expecting loads of cars when I get back mine. Yeah, my worry is that I get loads from people that aren't my family, and... My wife sees them and there's like 10 or 15 from I prefer it when models. Write, I prefer it when they write question marks and then it's like a little game. Reminds you of the old days, doesn't it? Trying to find out who sent it to you. Yeah. The ice get loads. It's, it's because I was quite good looking when I was younger. So that's why. That is balls. You, you <laughs> like you like David Moyes when you were younger. <laughs> Have you ever seen that picture of David Moyes when he, was young, when he was a young bloke, like 15 or something? I don't know if it's real. It looks like it's been doctored. It is horrendous. Can I, can I just say, right, I was on... Um, radio show the other day Win Evans go compare yeah go yeah. compare that yeah. guy yeah. He, he has a radio show he's a funny guy apparently he's really funny man picks, <laughs> picks excuse me, me I'm going to be coughing a bit today picks on me a lot but yeah. if that's my role I'll take it <laughs> uh, but he asked me if there's ever been a reporter that's written something bad about you that later on in life or later on in your career you've met sort of face to face and brought it up yeah and I can't think of anything that bad that really stands out apart from in the 2003 World Cup now it was in France no it wasn't it was in Australia sorry and they had it wasn't it 2003 yes it was yeah. England won it yeah, that's right. I can't yeah. remember who won it mate. that's right yeah I'm not a clue I think New Zealand probably did yeah um, and there was a the best looking 15 that's right in world I mean, rugby, that's so right. all these people like Kieran Bracken was in it. Yeah, um, can't remember. Can't remember Some other good-looking ones. Yeah, uh, Felipe Contepomi probably. Yeah, loads of Argentinians, whatever. And then there was five that could do better. Yeah, five ugliest guys at the World Cup. No, it didn't say ugly. Just it was five, the five ugliest guys at the World Cup. Five that could do better. So Neil Jenkins must have been in that. No, he wasn't playing. Oh. Serge Betson was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Smashed the bits. <laughs> yeah, but ahead of him was me. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know I didn't I took it two ways one I was a little bit disappointed but (coughs) I also thought well I'm obviously recognised enough to be in there Um, so because I was still trying to find my way really into the team so I was always involved either on the bench rested rested a lot so it was just nice to get a mention yeah so uh, and that was from the Sun newspaper and other papers are available as we know and they're better but I mean, luckily I got thick skin, so because I, no, you, you haven't, ha- you had to really. No, you haven't. You're you virtually have- translucent. <laughs> you're ha- you're ha- like a jellyfish, ninety-eight <laughs> percent water. Um, but all the boys, used to, if ever I piped up on the bus and wanted to say something funny, and it obviously would be incredibly funny, they'd just sh- shoot me down with UGLY. You ain't got no alibi. <laughs> with that, yeah. <laughs> Killed, headed mostly, <laughs> headed mostly by Dwayne Peel. If there was a quiet moment on the bus, <laughs> uh, boys wanted picking up. It just used to sing it. But oh, I great. got through it. That is great. And I got married, and it was quite important. I got married before I retired. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there'd be no chance. Yeah, but mate, I, I was even worse than that. Like I wasn't as I wasn't as um, so I you know 
not a great looking guy, but when you're a big unit, you've got that sort of niche to your, you know, got you can target that niche, can't you? But I actually, yeah. I actually bought flash cars to get a guy. I had to buy. Eventually, I had a, had a car I couldn't afford, and I needed quick. I needed to get a missus quick, so I got her quick, moved her in, sold it, sold it a week after I moved her in. Perfect. Worked. Yeah. yeah that's what I tell everyone. Track fact is, she didn't even want to go in it. She was so embarrassed that I had it that um, she didn't want to go in it. We used to take her little golf instead. Yeah. Everywhere because she was mortified to arrive in my silly little car. Yeah, no, and, and you still hope that one day her sight comes back. <laughs> Um, I've been watching movies. Oh, have you? Yeah. What have you watched? Um, got loads of good. I went on uh, Twitter and got some great recommendations from people. Okay. Um, one I got was from Mark Lambert, the Quinn's prop. Yes. Um, with whom I trained last Friday, actually. I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about the film go, in a minute. No. So I've, I, I ruined with Lammy on an England-Saxons trip to Denver, Colorado in 2009 when Stuart Lancaster was the coach. And... Uh, we kind of, we've been mates since then and um, Bezzy's. And um, he just said, look, Quinns are playing Bristol. He's injured, but a few of us are coming down to see Ollie Cohn. Yes. Who is from Bristol, but played for Quinns and has a... And Wales. And Wales, yeah. Yeah, he was Welsh. Yeah, born yeah. in Bristol, refined in Wales. Uh, so he's, um, so he has a restaurant called Pigsty in Bristol, which is ace. It just serves loads and loads of meaty, porky stuff. And he said, we're going to have a session at the gym with Bish, who is uh, Adam Bishop, who is one of the Quinns strength and conditioning coaches but he's one of the world's strongest men okay so when I say world's strongest men like he goes up against Eddie Hall at the world and all that sort of stuff yeah. like he is he's strong yeah he is different gravy okay. if you want to have a little look have a look at um, I think Mark Lambert's probably got it on his I've, I've retweeted it or something like that or on Instagram but have a look he gets Kona uh, Ollie Cone who used to get called 20 Stone Cone. He God, is, he's checking out some nicknames now, but Yeah, he's 22 Stone now. Yeah. And his brother, Josh, who's about... They're both 140 kilos. And so both of them. And he gets one on either side of a yoke, which is that thing they pick up, and he picks it up with 140 bloke on each side and runs 20 metres with it. It's just wow. outrageous. Anyway, so we had a training session, then went to Pigsty, and Will, Will Collier was there, actually, because he's coming back from injury, so... Collies. Collies. Yeah, Jollier. You've got to give him a nickname, mate. You've given anyone else a nickname. Uh, Lammy, Kona, 20 Stone Cone. Um, One-Eyed Willie. Cole. Cole. One-Eyed Willie. Co- One-Eyed Willie. Chester Copperpot. Yeah. Anyway, so Mark Lambert recommended um, The Search for the Sugar Man, which is a documentary about a singer called Rodriguez who basically made a couple of albums in the US and it never went anywhere and it died on its ass, never sold anything but he sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of records for years in South Africa, but he never knew. Yeah. So presumably somebody was making money, but he never got it. And he's just a labourer in New York, right? Right. So the, 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 fact that it, the fact that this guy, music you don't know, is irrelevant. His music's actually amazing. Um, I downloaded it afterwards last night and listened to it this morning, but it's a brilliant documentary. I also watched The 7-5. You would love that. What's it called? I'll write it down. The 7-5. It's about the 75th district of New York or something. And it's a it's an ex-New uh, York cop. Can I just ask, are you are these, like, download illegals or are these on, like... I don't do download illegals. They're okay. Netflix. Cool. Yeah. I only don't do download illegals because I'm a great guy and also because I don't know how it works. Um, 7-5 is a cop basically saying, coming completely, got done, but coming completely clean about how corrupt he was and they were back in the day it was unbelievable the stuff they got up to it's unbelievable anyone famous in it? no it's documentary alright oh so it's not even any topless scenes no no boobs oh. no boobs anyway 
Yeah. That's the, I, cause I've been, when you're poorly, you can watch lots of stuff. I watched a film. My mate Baz, who's gonna, who works at WRU, is going to come on here at some point in the next few weeks, I think. He recommended a film called The Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. I'd never heard of it. It's on Netters. Yeah. New Zealand movie. And it is absolutely amazing. It is one of my, it is one of my favourite films. What, so New Zealand have made another film from Once Were Warriors? Once Were Warriors and Chopper they made, didn't they? Yeah. Chopper Reed. True. Yeah, okay. this is the third, the third film I've ever made in New Zealand. Do you know I watched? Yes, please. It's actually a recommendation through you, The Guard. Oh. British film. My all-time favourite. Really good film, that was. Brendan Gleeson. Cheed- John yeah. Cheadle's in it. It's very clever. It's, you're right, though. You told me you can't dip in and out of it. You have right. to watch it for the, uh, for the dialogue. Yeah, not because not, not it's complicated, it's not, but... You miss a lot of things if you don't. Subtle. And do you want to listen to here on the way? What? Nigel Owen's Desert Island Discs. It's yep. Downloadable. Yep. On Radio 4. Yep. It's incredible, mate. Mate, I'm... It's about his story yep. from, from how he became a ref, from, from playing rugby to start with, from where he lives, to being a ref, to coming out um, as being gay, and then to... His first international game. Coming out as a ref, you mean? <laughs> to, to, uh, to ref in the World Cup and all the songs that he listens to on his playlist. It talks about suicide. It's incredible, incredible. Sorry, one of his songs on there is um, Jennifer Rush, The Power of Love. Oh, yeah. And it's on there because it was a time, I think, of his first girlfriend and they used to dance and smooch to that in yep. school. Um, really, really good. If, if ever you've got 40 minutes, about 40 minutes long... Get on there, listen to it. I saw it's your. A, it's inspiring. You tweeted about it this morning. Yeah. And I actually downloaded it and started listening to it on the way here to your mum's. But it's only about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to hear. So I need a bit of the way through. But I, I'll hold my hands up, Tommy. And I will say that I was welling up on the way over. Because mm. he was getting emotional about his dad. And then he played a, he played a, the Welsh, one of his songs was the Welsh version of How Great Thou Art. And yes. I'm not into that stuff, but poor, amazing. Okay. Amazing bloke. David, great weekend of Six Nations, of RBS Six Nations. Sorry, I've got to get in for the sponsors. Uh-huh. Huh. Neither of us are sponsored by RBS, are we? Um, they're pulling out. They're pulling out, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's the last year they're doing. A lot of talk about Heineken, Turkish Airlines, sponsoring it. Okay. It's up to tender. So if anyone's out there, wants it. I'll be honest with you, Turkish Airlines, where do they fly to? Because that could be quite handy, couldn't it? Um, I've always wanted an airline sponsor. Never had Turkey, one. mate. Yeah, I don't particularly want to go to Turkey at this stage. No, but they're trying to get into the my, EU. My in-laws they? have actually got a couple of apartments in Turkey. Flats, we call them. Flats in Turkey, they're really nice, but we don't ever go. We went to them last year and we won't go. We've never been for you before and we probably won't go again because it's just a bit dangerous for kids, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, carry on. How nice was it coming up to Cardiff to the Principality Stadium? I saw you there. Oh, yeah. Bit of a different gig to me. I had the locker room in the Marriott Hotel. It was... Bumping in there. Really good. Was it going off? It was. We had Mike Tyndall, John Bentley, Phil Bennett. I really want to hear Phil Bennett talk. He, he, was, he was class. Like, I did a bit of an intro from all. So we had Phil Bennett from the Snatchley Scarlets, Wales, one of the greatest fly halves ever, British Irish Lions. Yeah. We had John Bentley, Rugby League, Rugby Union. Bentos. Bentos. 97 Lions Tour, made famous by the video. Unbelievable character, mate. So I'm sitting at home on my armchair, completely naked. Yeah, with a lot of that. From my laptop, and Mrs. pulls onto the driveway of the gravel. <laughs> I panic. I've got 60 seconds to go. 
Countdown begins. Beat my personal best. Um, and we have Mike Tyndall, famous for um, the jump. Yeah. Bear grills. Yeah. Who's his best mate? Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood. And he married a princess. Met him twice or something. He married a princess. Yeah. But, but obviously, I had to say, though, lads <laughs> in the audience, you know, we all married princesses, didn't we? Yeah, of course we did. Don't bloody go on about them, though, do we? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. He God. rinses it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. Yeah, I got a text from Tim the other day saying, would you have a runabout for 20 minutes? And I know that means there's some sort of charity game. Yeah. And I said, I'll only do it if Rob Fiddler does it. And I got a text like 20 minutes later saying, Fids is in. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, because you, you wanted someone to be worse than you. Fid, no, Fids could play when he's 100. It'd be better than everyone okay. else. I just, he's one of my favourite players I ever played with. Um, Greg James came in after, Radio 1 DJ. Oh. BFFs. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a massive, not massive, he's like 6'2". He's a, he's a really significantly proportioned Bath fan and his dad's a season ticket holder. And yeah, loves sport, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it and he loves he loves Bath rugger. So I yeah. saw you um, and you were yeah. working for the WIU. Yeah, so I was in a in a, a suite they call the clubhouse, which is in, within the bowels of the uh, Millennium Stadium. You were um, with sorry, Will Principality Greenwood? Stadium. Sorry, Principality Stadium. You were with Greenwood, weren't you? No, well, I was with Will to start with. We had a coffee beforehand. Lucky git. Lucky git. But he worked upstairs with Nugget and... Um, oh, so he had the big gig. He, he had the big gig. Yeah, 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 they were the important yeah, okay. ones. So uh, Will and Nugget and Gethin Jones were upstairs and I was downstairs in the clubhouse with Scotty Quinnell. Ah, oh, um, good fun. He is, he is a force of nature. He is. He's a big bloke. He's a big bloke. He knows everyone. I, I remember you used to take the piss out of me because... Walk around, I'd be like, I'd be like, hello, 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 hello to everyone, like friendly and yeah. whatever. And you're just a grumpy twat. And Scott Quinnell makes me look like you. Gotcha. He's unbelievably sociable and friendly. It's too overpowering, isn't it, mate? Uh, too much positive. Yeah. But we went. It was good fun actually. So we did a we had a chat before the game and a chat after, and it was super informal, real jokey, good fun. And um, I actually, yeah, book, I've booked it in for two years from now already. Really? Booked it in again. Oh, yeah. well done, boy. So if we start off on the games, uh, first one was Italy Island. Pointless. <laughs> it was. 63-10. Pointless. Uh, Keen Healy was good, though. CJ Stander. Three it was literally like blood, it was like men running against little... He was outstander. Little 12, 13-year-old kids. He was outstander. He ring. was. He was their stander out player. Italy need to learn to stand on their own two feet. <laughs> I could, I almost he couldn't stand. He standed and delivered. I, he did. I almost, uh, I, after a while, it was so one-sided, I almost couldn't stand there watching it. Good one. Uh, to be fair, all the standards were full with fans. <laughs> Gilroy scoring three tries, mate. Off the Coming bench. On the second half. Naughty. Keith Earls, two. I like Keith Earls. Gary Ringrose, one. Yeah. It was... Gary Ringrose is not the new Brian O'Driscoll, all right? Can you stop saying that? I've not, I don't think I've said it, mate. He's, he's not... Do you want me to give you the background he's, he's to that? He's not as thick set as... Uh, he's taller. I, do you know what he is? Uh, last Thursday, I was in... Uh, we haven't talked about this, have we? Last Thursday, I, was in, I went to Dublin for ITV to do an interview with Rory Best, who didn't yeah. even play. Brill. Um, so, 14-hour day for an eight-minute interview. That's how TV works, by the way, folks. But it was really good fun. Went to their camp in Dublin. Caught up with a couple of guys that I know a bit, like I know Keen Healy a little bit, because we're both... Chubsters, he's, a, he's actually in amazing shape. 
Um, saw sort of Rob Carney for a couple of minutes. Don't know these guys very well, but Gary Ringrose came in. I was like, that is like a male model. He's like a male model. Really? Yeah, outstanding. Um, outstanding. But anyway, so I was doing a bit of prep for that interview, and Rory Best had been asked a hundred times in the last few days, is Gary Ringrose the new Brian O'Driscoll? And he's like, can everyone stop asking that? It's a fantasy, whatever. And so we sat down, and I said, the press lady was like, you've got strictly eight minutes. And of course, you always take longer, 10 or 15. But of course. I said, look, let's, let's get to the point. Um, is, and he was like, cameras are there. Is everything rolling? Yeah, rolling, guys, rolling. Three, two, one, speed, and go. And I was like, so, Rory, um, is Gary Ringrose the new Brian O'Driscoll? <laughs> he just burst out laughing. <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, seriously. Are you still beef farming? Have you won any awards? Because, you know, Julian White's a beef farmer. And we had this long chat about beef farming, and the producer was like, flat, seriously, we've got five minutes left. Can you please do an interview? I was like, yeah, 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 fine. Anyway, the game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he a farmer, is he? Yeah, yeah. He is absolute. Do you know what? But... The sort of bloke you are is only part of whether you should be a captain or not. But anyone who thinks he's not in the running to be Lions captain should try and spend five minutes with him at a bar or a coffee shop or just sit outside his bedroom when he's asleep. What a lovely, what a great human being. Um, great human being. What can Italy do? Um, well, Conor O'Shea said they're going through a process. I don't, I don't, I don't quite know. Every that. year, mate, it's the same, though. Yeah, I think Conor O'Shea, I actually think he, they have to give him at least four or five years in that job I'm just not sure I think they would I'm just not sure he will want to stay there for that do long. you think Italy do you think Conor O'Shea's the best coach Italy have had since joining the Six Nations yeah in yeah, yeah 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 you oh do? yeah so you and he's not, he's not a coach he's a manager what, but what he knows about is you know bear in mind what he did at Quinns he knows how to run a professional rugby environment he knows the sort of coaches he needs to bring in he knows the condition the players should be in the sort of the way they should be um sort of analysing their performances and deciding what bits they're going to work on in limited time um, before the next match. And I, and I, so that these things are all things that Italy don't seem to have had properly before. It's all been a little bit turn up, beat your chest and try your best, but actually it's not good enough. And I, I think there's, there's a job to be done way lower down. So there's a job to be done from under 15s onward. And I, I just don't know, I don't know what the approach is. I, Do you think they should be in the Six Nations? No. No, nor do I. I'm, I think we're in a minority there, and a lot of very clever people think we're dicks for saying that, but that's fine. I just look at, since they joined in 2000, have they made any real progression? They, they've, they've had the odd win. You know, the, the only team they haven't beaten is England, but... Never will. You're expecting them to deliver more than that. 63 tens an absolute hammering. Mm. And that's the second game in, you know, before yeah. they've really lost all their confidence. It's... It, it's and you, yeah. know, you look at the other teams that they've beaten, you know, they've beaten Wales twice, I know, they've beaten Ireland, they've beaten Scotland, but these teams progress further on and have got better. So I, I think it's I think it's tough, but I also think we have a duty to help them. That's no, I'm not saying just kick them out. I and mean, we, we have to find a competition for them, but yeah. surely they're gonna be suited to a competition with the likes of Georgia. Didn't did I read somewhere that Germany beat Russia or something like yeah, that recently? Yeah. Finally, someone, I think Brendan Gallagher, who's um, one of the uh, journalists, he, he tweeted that someone, there were some um, sort of people scoffing at the fact that Germany, well, they may have won, but they've got three players who were born in South Africa. And it's like, mate, look at every tier one nation in the world, mate. You know, well, except Argentina. They're right. all Argentinian, aren't they? But actually, we're, everyone's doing it. You know, you know, England, the England captain was born in New Zealand. I mean, no one bothered about that. John Davis was born in Solihull. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Big fluent Welsh. Um, okay, so the second game then. 
massive, yeah. wasn't it? A huge. That was huge, wasn't it? Absolutely huge. Should we set the tone now? Enjoy it. Yeah. So. <laughs> England. You know, some podcasts like, have like proper audio setups. Shanks just pressed play on WhatsApp on his iPhone on the kitchen table in his house. Don't even know if you can hear it. That's the music I put up when the guests arrived on stage at yeah. the locker room. Surprised yeah. they didn't start scrapping. Um, so it, it was hyped up to be a big game. Oh, it was fantastic. It was. It was fantastic. Game, yeah. Start to finish, it was brutal. It was a fantastic game. There, was, there wasn't much room anywhere on that field. Some huge hits. I, I can't. I just can't. Um, no quarter was given. Believe how? No, well, I can't believe how. How they do it? I just can't believe how they do it anymore. It's just, just so relentless and physical. So we, we look at this game, okay? So twenty-one, sixteen to England. Tries from Ben Young, Elliot Daly, one from Liam Williams. <laughs> now that Liam Williams try was lovely, wasn't it? Very good. Mm. A Toji at six. Does he carry on at six, or do you move him back to yeah, the second row? But saying that, though, Launchbury and Laws for England were very good. Yeah, but... but yeah, but no. Yeah, but no, but. You're about something for nothing. He... So Otoji packed down at second row. So he was he might have been six in the line-out or whatever, yeah. but, but he wore six, but he packed down in the second row because he's stronger than Courtney Laws Yeah. in the scrum. Courtney has played a lot of six. He's quick on his feet. So Courtney Laws is... If it wasn't his best game for England, it was pretty close. And a lot of that, or some of that, will be down to the fact that he packed down at six, which is just less tiring than being in the front five. True. So people are saying Marrow didn't have quite enough impact for a six. He played more like a second... He really played second row at the weekend. He just wore six. A hybrid, really. Yeah, and um, it, was, it was interesting. I, I think they got a lot more out of Courtney Laws, and I think they got England's scrum, I thought, was really, really good. Dan Cole looked better, and that's a lot well, of that's down to having Marrow behind him. England had 100% set-piece record, mate, so... Pretty decent. That was pretty decent. Now, I, know I thought Wales were brilliant from start to finish. Gave everything they got. Um, Moriarty, for me, was Wales' best player by a long way. Yeah. He gets subbed off... He's the game's on, best player. ..on yeah. 52 or 53 minutes. Yeah. Now... That's a predetermined substitution, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's on fire, mate. Yeah. The amount of times he hit Nathan Hughes... Owen Farrell. Owen bashed Farrell. bashed everyone. Back, he bashed everyone. Carrying... Like, for me, I could not believe they were taking him off. They took him and Webb off, and it was also... Webb was very influential in the yep. game as well. Yeah. Now, I just... I just, I just that, that is what I don't understand. Should, because, for me, that's just predetermined. They've, they've just said, right, at this moment... At this time, we're going to take players off. Now, normally, it's when players are struggling, players are tired, or you're behind on the scoreline. You know, Wales were leading mm. at the time. There's a bit of chat surrounding they they saw uh, Ross Moriarty's GPS scores or something, and the stat, the laptops were telling them that he was tiring a bit. It's like leave it out. He was absolutely dominating, and he was getting better as the game went on. Exactly. He was brilliant, and everyone was getting more tired because they've been playing for nearly an hour. It's one of those things that you hope that guys, the, the coaches haven't just buckled under the pressure of players not being picked and saying, I want to play, when am I going to get on, when am I going to get on? And they're saying, all right, all right, we'll give you half an hour. Surely not. does happen at club level. Hopefully it doesn't happen at international level. Or they've decided before the match that these guys need to come on and finish the game because they've seen England subs coming on and dominating. But, but it's, it's all... Terrible call. For me, it's all 
score reflective, isn't it? You know, you mm. when you when you are leading and the game is so close, then I don't think there's as much need for substitutions as if it was the other way around, like England were. Yeah. You know, coming from behind. Now, there were seven minutes, mate, which really broke Wales because at 68 minutes, Wales are 16-11 up. Mm. Samson Lee's on the field. Mm. High tackle. I think mm. it might have been on Mike Brown mm. or Jack Noel. One of them. One of them. So that results in a penalty. Owen Farrell slots a penalty. Then on 72 minutes, Cuthbert spills the ball in a tackle with a load of phlegm comes out of his mouth. As well. did, I didn't see <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, oh, bloke. Horrendous. Um, the ball's then kicked down. Um, it's a drop out 22 to Wales. They don't end up getting out of their half. Um, 74 minutes. Liam Williams has an incredible turnover. Yep. Maybe, it's maybe slightly off his feet, but gets away with it. Yep. The ball's at the back of the mall. Reese Webb is there. Dan Bigger. Lee Halfpenny. John Davis. John Davis is actually in the better position. It's not Reese Webb then, is it? Um, Reese Webb's Gareth Davis. Gareth Davis, yeah. John, John Davis is actually in a better position because he's got a, he's got a better angle. Yeah. Whilst Dan Bigger's inside him. Lee Halfpenny's right on the touchline. Goes to John Davis. Pretty woeful kick. It's on the wrong side of the field for him. Not that it matters. It's a pretty woeful kick. Goes in field. And then the defence line isn't the greatest. You, you've got three pretty fast people in Justin Tipperick, Jamie Roberts, and Lance Cuthbert. And the space in between them is all over the shop because it goes from Ford to Farrell. And mm. all due respect, they're not the fastest of players, are they? No. But what a pass from Farrell to Daly. Oh. Cuthbert gets too close. So he, so, he gives, so he basically gives Daly too much room because he, he gives Farrell too much respect. Well, what happens is, is Jamie Roberts is too far on the outside shoulder of Owen Farrell. So then Jamie then plants to take Farrell. It's his man. He plants. So then when he plants, he's out the game as well. It was a wonderful ball to Daly who manages to... The ball forces him to take an outside line. He gets on the outside of Cuthbert who's too... Narrow. He's got an eye on Jamie Roberts. He sees Jamie Roberts plant. He gets caught up. Daly gets on the outside. Daly's got the ball in the wrong hand to start with. He doesn't even need to fend off Cuthbert. Gets over for a try. And that, that's killed it. It's killed it for them. Yeah, so Cuthbert spills the ball and a bit of phlegm. And then he gets... He looked to me... He gets out of position, mate. Wildly out of position. Because he didn't need... He didn't need to protect Jamie Roberts from Farrell. Because no, Farrell isn't that quick and Jamie was fresh. Yes, so he, need, he needed to just go and just get on Elliot but Daly. But in terms of that defensive line chasing up, it was a bit all over the shop. Yeah. You normally like to work together. And you, that, have, you have even spacing. The kick that didn't make touch, it's clearly an error, but I think it was just a default behaviour because they'd actually been practising keeping the ball in field a lot because England's set piece is so good. And that's fine, that's fine. And that's, that's the ploy. And that's tactics, but... But it was autopilot at that point, I think, from David. But sure, you've got to have some sort of feel for the game. Yeah. And you've got to realise when you're under the pressure that you have to take... The ball has to go out for you to be able to reset. Yeah. To get your breath. I mean, that's not a coach's decision. I personally think it was a, a poor kick. I think it was meant for touch. He was right on his goal line. You want to try and get a bit of distance... Doesn't come off the boot properly. Goes infield, and that's what cost Wales a game. Poor bloke. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, but what? A, but what a great game! You know, if you bought a ticket to that game and you went to watch it, oh, it's fantastic. Value for money. Yeah, and that, sta- that stadium is amazing. You, yeah, you did. Fair play to you. But yeah. I, but I, 
Yeah, in terms of feel for the game, I think the person who displayed perhaps the least feel for the game was Rob Howley. Perhaps you're right. Because those substitutions were ridiculous. Perhaps you're right. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was interesting, out of all the games, apart from Italy, their one score difference in all mm. of them. Yeah. Shows you how tight the Six Nations is. Well, both of them, you mean. Yeah, how yeah. unpredictable it is. How great it is. Yeah. It's, it's a t- we said it'd be a tight competition this year. Yeah. Bit of a shame Scotland didn't win in France, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like that. What stood out for you in that game? Too much berth. It's just too much berth to Francais, isn't it? There's too much weight, power. The scrum was too aggressive, too powerful. Scotland put on the back foot. And actually, one thing that stood out was our shoeing for Lions fullback Stuart Hogg, who is mm. still shoeing. Defence wasn't great. Really wasn't. His defence. Mm, really yeah. wasn't. Slipped off a few, missed a few. I wouldn't expect my my Lions fullback to miss. He's scored in the last four games in the Six Nations, so two at the end of last year, the two today. He's he's a try machine, that's for sure. Missed yeah. a couple of long-range penalties, but they're the sort of 50-50 yeah, they're a calls. Um, and the kick from Finn Russell. I mean, Finn Russell last week oh. was the number one fly half. This week after a kick like that. Now, do you see what happened? Yeah. So it took too long for the tee to come on the pitch. It took ages for someone to come on with the tee. They eventually throw in the tee. He's getting pressure to kick the kick because he's got a minute from when the ball touches down on the floor. Whether, yeah. often or not, that is governed. Not that often. Never seen it governed. No. But he, he's under pressure from the ref. He puts a ball on the tee and as he goes to kick it, it just falls off, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and things like that have a massive influence on but the game. So, someone said, um, and understandably, said that because it was Nathan Hines that ran on and said, get it over now, because if you convert the try, they can't disallow it via TMO, so get it done quick. But the try was already given. The try was already given, but then someone said he was let down by Nathan Hines, and in a sense I can understand that, and perhaps he was, but another perspective is, well, I think it's reasonable to tell an international goal kicker, get it done quick, quickly kick it, when he's directly in front of the post. Oh, no, totally, totally. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. But Finn Russell puts the ball on the tee... That's down mm. to him, how he puts the ball on tee. It's his fault that it falls over because he hasn't put it on correctly. Yeah. So, I, that I, ball I, he fall- was hurried, but I, I feel like, well, I think you'd, you'd, you know, if Lee Halfpenny were in front of the post and you needed it done quick, you'd say, what does everyone call him? Lee? Penners. Penners. Pence. Half. Halfers. Halfers. Lee boy. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And you'd be confident 105 times out of 100 that he'd get it. So Finn Russell's passing wasn't quite as crisp as mm. it was last week. You know, mm. He does fire a lovely pass. He takes the ball flat and a couple of the centres and, and Stuart Hogg had to check a couple of times for yeah. that pass. Um, and Scotland really struggled to get out of their half towards the second. Yeah. Um, and the second half, they, they couldn't really get out. They couldn't really put their foot in the game. The French pack... But Richie Gray was good. Were, yeah, Richie, Richie Gray, Gray was, was good, but the French um, pack and the scrum... Yeah. ...dominated them. Um, but yeah. Hugh Jones again showed up very well. He's a clever. He's a, he's a clever footballer. What his offload for Hoggy's try. Yeah. In the first half was very good. Yeah, it was good. Lush. Yeah. It was good. Both wingers on, on two of the tries. Both of the uh, wingers. I think it might have been back a tower. Both time get caught in for the offload. Yeah. Get caught wanting, uh, and it was a good try by Swinson. Yeah. He's um, in great form. He is. In, he is in great form. The what about the Lamarat disallowed try? Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you think it was a try? Do you think it wasn't a try? Um. He, come, he bursts through the tackle. It doesn't, he hasn't got control of the ball, but he doesn't need to have control of the ball. He just needs downward pressure. And his pinky finger puts downward pressure on the ball. 
Do you want the truth on this? Um, you haven't seen it? I have seen it. Okay. But I was, um, I'm getting quite into fennel tea at the moment, and I made myself a fennel tea with some fulvic ionic minerals in it, okay. recommended by Max Laheef on Instagram. And I was coming back into the room as that was just concluding that bit. And I was going to rewind it and have a proper look. It was just concluding. But I sat down and the remote was on the opposite sofa. And I just yeah. thought, no, not this time. It's not happening. Not this time. No. So I left it. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. Okay, so I am committed. I do do my prep. But um, I think it was a try, mate. That's the truth of it. If you say it's a try, yeah. You'll back me, won't you? Try. Yeah, mate. Try. Absolutely robbed they were. Yeah. Um, but that's that's politics, isn't it? That's the mafia for you. Yeah, yeah. So, a great weekend of... of Did you watch any of the Premiership stuff? I know you've been flying around doing media stuff. There, no, mate. It was... It just was, before we get into the Prem. All right. Just before we get into the Prem, we just, I would just want to finish off with the games in two weeks' time. All right, mate. Scotland-Wales, who's your... Um, Cannot wait. My money's on Scotland. OK. How'd you like that? Who's your money on? Wales. Standard. That, yeah. yeah. Ireland, France. Ireland. Who's your money on? Ireland. England, Italy. Standard. I said something. I went, I went crazy last night, Tommy. I went okay. crazy last night on Twitter. And I said that Zach Mercer, the England 20s yes. and Bath and Bright, should be in the 23s. Had a good game, didn't he, the weekend? Yeah, the he 20s. is. He's special. And, and he's looked special since the very first game he played this season. And apart from anything else, if they whack him in the squad, he can't play for anyone else. If you give him a cap, but I, I just, I genuinely think he's good enough. I think he's, I think he's good enough to play for England now. So Wales, Ireland, and England—that's the treble. Yeah, mate. Um, are you going to any of those games? I'm going up to Scotland. I'm going up to Murrayfield. Doing some corporate for Murrayfield. Bit of corpy corpse, is it? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You? I'm going to. I'm commentating on England Italy at Twickers. Oh, brilliant! Great lols, yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing the um, ITV. Yeah, and I'm doing the court. I'm in the corporate suite. Um, hospitality find or the green room they call it which is basically Lowell, uh, Lawrence Dalio's and Mike Tyndall's yeah. suite which is hosted by Mark Durden-Smith and honestly it's just it is the apart from yours it's just the most inappropriate raucous posh like rugger that's what you want though, isn't it? it's brilliant and it's not posh it's just Durden's is posh it is, he is absolutely outrageous can He's I just, brilliant. Can so I just say for listeners out there, if you want to know if the games are on BBC or ITV, it's very easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So any home game where the country, uh, the country starts with a vowel is on ITV. Which also starts with a vowel, which is I. Yeah. If any country's home game starts with a consonant. So the, the, the name of the host country yeah. begins with a consonant. Yeah. It's on the BBC, which yeah. is also a consonant. So Wales, France, Scotland... BBC. Yep. Vowels. Italy, England, Ireland. ITV. ITV. That's vowels. how you know. Well Thanks. done, you. Thanks. Well done, man. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As we've got a load of questions, Tommy, on various different formats, but um, before that, the, the premiership this weekend was... It was just brilliant. So Friday you, you, night... You were covering it, weren't you? Yeah, well, Friday night I watched um, at home... But I, I don't cover that. But I watched um, Bath against Northampton, and it was kind of epic in the second half, at least. Ben Tapperwai was amazing. He did this one-handed slap pass offload thingy, which was just brilliant. But also um, Chris Cook, reserve scrum half, had to come on on the wing, scored a chip and chase, amazing try in the mud at the. Re- it was just a, a brilliant try. Um, so it was really, really good. Uh, amazing game and then Worcester beat Saracens which no one expected including me uh, but they played really well defended really well beat Saris at home at the same time as Bristol were getting well not the same time but at the same weekend that Bristol got smashed by Quinns who bonus pointed them at Ashton Gate having only got two Quinns only got two losing points losing bonus points on the road this year to, this season total so that was a hell of a result and I think Bristol will have expected to get a bit closer than that so a big weekend for those bottom two um, for different reasons but then I went to Exeter on Sunday and you think well Friday night was kind of epic club match between Bath and Saints Saturday at the at Principality was just mega even better you think how can Chiefs against Wasps during the Six Nations live up to it it was 35 all I saw that it was actually. amazing yeah it was, it was the coldest I've ever been in my whole life. I don't really get cold. You don't? It was absolutely savage. It's all that blubber you got. I know, mate. I know. I've got warm bones and all. But it was absolutely brilliant. It was such good fun. Danny Cipriani was jokes. Like, so good. So in control. But, I mean, geez, I won't start listing players who played well. But there's a young lad called Simmons who played eight ahead of Thomas Waldron for Chiefs. He was really, really good. Yeah. Um, his, brother, his brother plays number 10 as well. Yeah, and he scored a great try in the Anglo-Welsh a couple yes, of weeks ago. I was covering it. Against you know. Wasp, I think. Yeah. Again against Wasp. And had a quick chat with Di Young. Um, he's just sort of great value, isn't he? Lovely bloke. And I said, hey, I said, I can't believe they dropped your lad from the Welsh squad. It's politics. And he goes, yeah, but to be fair, mate, he didn't make one fucking mistake in that game, did he? I said, no, exactly. Exactly. Well, that, this is a bit of a question going on in the Welsh public at the moment. Did they just pick all the uncapped players just to appease appease everyone or appease appease or appease um, the, the whole public you know do they have any intent on playing them yeah it, it seems not no it doesn't yeah. Steph Evans 
a winger. Mm. Needs to play. What's the what's the point of having him in the squad? He's young. He's the informed winger. If you get an injury, and do you know what? No, I don't. Oh, let me tell you now. And do Alex Cuthbert a favour, and leave him out, please. I mean, I genuinely feel sorry for the bloke. I'm not trolling him. I just feel sorry for him. Right, thanks for that um, Premiership roundup, though. Flats. Do you like that? Yeah, good, good. Happy with that? Keeps the hardcore rugby listener happy. Yeah. Um, so we've got quite a lot of questions. I've got one here from Will Myers. Yeah. Know him? Mike's, Mike's dad. He loves Partridge. Oh, yeah, another one. Loves it, loves mm. it. Um, Laws played the whole game at six, I told you second row. Was this Eddie Jones just taking the pressure off them both? No, putting the stronger guy in the scrum. Yeah. That's it. You reckon? Very similar players, otherwise, you know, in, in how mobile they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's head. a thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Uh, Matt, keep, keep Matt Good, Matt Good. Yeah. At on uh, email. Do you agree that Bigger and Farrell should start at ten and twelve for the Lions? I think someone wrote a column uh, for ESPN. I must say, I know you know it doesn't won't bother him that I disagree, but I disagree with it because it was calling Greg Laidlaw clearly the best nine in the competition. Oh. I think. Yeah, I know. And Greg Laidlaw's great, but and major balls to kick those goals uh, last week. But I yeah, what? but what about Conor Murray? I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it serious. And Dan Bigger has to start at ten. Like Conor Murray, Ben Youngs, yeah, Reece Webb, yeah. Hello. I would. I mean, personally, I'd pick all three of those ahead of Greg Laidlaw. I'm not. I, I love Greg Laidlaw as a player, but I think those three are more threatening scrum halves. Really quickly, right? Did you yeah. see uh, those footage of Gareth Davis having a bit of a scrap? Yeah. Uh, in a couple of bouncers on the you know on the on the morning of the test I popped in to um, see Paul in Watches of Wales you know this is uh, not, no, not really sponsor. quickly because we've got a lot of questions yeah shut it alright <laughs> so I went to see Paul at Watches of Wales not a sponsor he's just a good yeah. bloke and pretty loose on the beers his name's um, Watches his name's Watches yeah, yeah. Um, and as I, I walked in to say hello and have a coffee or whatever and Mike Phillips walked in uh, like swapping a watch or selling a watch or something and he's uh, he looked hanging actually no he didn't he looked great and he was like hey you seen that video Gareth Davis fighting yeah, he goes, I'll get the blimp for that. You wait. <laughs> you wait. And I started drafting out this tweet so he could see it. And I was like, oh, I can't believe Mike Phillips, the mentor. <laughs> but yeah I, yeah, I think I'd probably more like to go Conor Murray and Sexton than I am laid law and bigger at this stage. But Yeah, no. I, I think Farrell has found his best position at number 12. I think he can play 10, absolutely no problem. But the team, I always think teams are better when they've got a ball player at 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Here we go. Could you, could you survive in the jungle armed only with a biro? There's a question here from Chris Bennon. I would die. Yeah. thing is, I need so many calories. Um, have we ever had the... Have we ever had the um, you could use it to stab something, though, couldn't you? You've got to catch it first. Look at me. But yeah. have, you, have I ever told you that I'm a celebrity get-me-out-of-here jungle story from Michelle, our agent? No. So... She's an agent and she's got lots of talent on her books or used to have and she's sort of got on her own now. But um, she got a call once, an email or whatever, a call from the guys, I think, at ITV saying, have you got anyone you'd suggest for I'm a celebrity? Yeah. And she said, do they have to actually be a celebrity? And they said, basically, no. We need to, some of them need to be celebrities, but others can just be good value and part of the conversation will develop around the fact that nobody knows them. And everyone's outraged, like, who the hell is Tom Shanklin? Why is he in there? Kind of thing. Yeah. Which is which is all conversation for them. But he's a great crack. So she was like, oh, what about Flats? Because he'd be good, or I reckon he'd be fun in there. And they were basically like, no one in the whole office knows who he is, which is a, doesn't help. It'd help if one did, which is fine. The other thing is, he's too big. 
because he'll be eating so few calories that he actually won't cope and it'll be like cold turkey. Not literally, but it'll be literally like he'll be like a some sort of you know, food addict coming off and he'll have so, so little to eat on average that yeah. he actually can't have anyone that's that big. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't know who he is. Mate, imagine how aggressive you'd get, how arsey you'd get oh, just mate. having to eat rice all day. Just got one here from... Um, Mike Fletcher on Twitter. Fletch. Thoughts on Ross Moriarty as a serious Lions contender? Yeah. Has I, to be, with that performance of the weekend. Yeah. Keeps bashing people, keeps carrying like that. How can you not take him? I know I know. he, he went off to bring on Falatau, and Falatau's an amazing player. But no, you why take off. off someone when they're prime? And, and that, the, the best thing about the Wales team at the weekend was the back row. They were so dominant. Breaking it up was just crazy. Here's a question from Stephen Jenkins, Big Steve, Jenko. I seem to remember reading a piece in Sport Magazine, Rest in Peace, by Flats, not Rest in Peace, saying you never remember half-time speeches, but one must stand out over the course of your career. I'm sort of half-time, pick me up or something. Um, good question. I know, um, I'll go, I'll, I'll do one. I remember... Wish you would. I wish you would, <laughs> Bath against Toulouse ended up being three all. We needed we needed to not lose to qualify for the quarterfinals of Europe or something like that. And um, I've been playing all right. I thought I was playing quite well, and it was going to be a wet night. And it was meant to be a really dry night, and it was like it was like warm weather and stuff. But it was going to be a big scrummaging game. But I remember Steve Me and the head coach dropped me for that game for Dave Barnes. And I remember I love Barnes. I remember thinking surely I should be playing in this game because he's more of an athlete and I'm more of a sort of close quarters type thing. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, Bath got Bath got absolutely steamrolled in the scrum in the first half and it was completely ruining the game and I'd never seen it happen to those guys before and sometimes it just happens. Someone's got your number and that's that. But at half-time, Mark Bakewell, who's the Bristol forwards coach now, he came to me and said, are you ready to go on at half-time? I said, yeah, of course I am. And he basically looked at me and he had t- it was, there was no technical chat at all for the whole half-time. It was just silent because the... The boys have been battered so badly. Yeah, it's only three nil or something. But and then um, he just looked at me, had tears in his eyes, and he, tears in his eyes, and he's just like, "I need you, mate. I need you," kind of thing. And I went out, and that's probably the best I ever played. Like, really? Yeah, best I ever scrummed, probably. Yeah. I was trying to think of something really. I, I remember Reese Williams captain the Cardiff Blues for a season, and before the game, and at half time, he used to put on that speech for any given Sunday. You know, he used to put Al, it on Al Pacino. Oh, God. with inches. Oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. that were, um, here, I've got a question here from I couldn't Andy, <laughs> Andy Mile on Twitter. Tom Arscott, then. Yeah. What's the appropriate punishment, and have you two ever known of inside information being passed by teams? So what was... Educate me, mate. What was his punishment? Because he passed on information, didn't he? Yeah, there's no punishment, is there? I mean, he's been sacked. And he's, he's been, been given a warning by the RFU, isn't he? So he's like... He's, so he, he has been sacked? He's been sacked, yeah. He, okay. got, he got sacked before the investigation even concluded. Okay. So, I think, somebody might tell us I'm wrong here. Um, he's been binned. He's unemployed. That's enough. Yeah, okay. So I, I, I haven't heard of it before, no. I really haven't. Um, here's one for you. This is from Rory Turbot. Um, like the fish... Um, interested to know more about the contracts that rugby players sign for their clubs how do they work in practice 
do you always get paid in full when you're injured? Um, E.g., will Manu and Tom Croft be on full whack while they're long-term injured? How much of a difference do your to your pay packet do both win bonuses make? Bonuses for scoring tries. Do you pay less? Get paid less for coming off the bench or for starting a game? Performance fees. Um, Just, yeah. To start so, yeah. with, all contracts are different. Um, there's different win bonuses. There's different payment uh, types, whatever for for different people. But Bromley injuries are normally the same at the, at the club. So when you're injured, you're normally paid for. I think it's 26 weeks um, is what they pay for. After that, the club can legally get rid of you or you have insurance which secures your position there um, most of the clubs normally do not take up this 26 injury rule they, they won't normally get rid of you after 26 weeks yeah. um, partly because it's horrible um, it's horrible well horrible practice practice for people wanting to join a club as well it doesn't look good it's a horrible advertisement if if Say, for instance, you or I are going to sign for a club that we know has got rid of players after 26 weeks. Just because they can. Yes, yeah, just because they can. Yeah. So normally, clubs stand by players and then you, you build up that loyalty with a player, you build up the trust with a player. So when, when they do come to re-sign, you know, you're hoping that they'll re-sign at the same club because of the way you've treated them. So it's a two-way process. And also, you invariably, it's different if you get injured skiing, but you, you invariably get injured playing for your club. Mm. And if you get injured playing for England, well, England are going to cover all the money anyway, so yeah. you're fine. And in terms of bonuses, everyone's different, but win bonuses, in certainly in the Premiership or the clubs I was at, disappeared a long time ago. So the young kids would have... I remember being at Sarri's and it was 400 quid for a win... You know, and we were only on 100 quid a week to start with, you know, so it was quite a lot. But yeah. those days went, and I found that the last couple of contracts I had, Bath not tried to get me to sign, but initially offered me a a decent, except an acceptable basic or a bit of a low basic salary with really good bonuses. And I always, always said, no, I want flat salary. Yes. So I'll just, just to make some numbers up, you, you know, obviously I'm just slightly more than this, but you want to pay me 10,000 a year. And if things go really well, I get a five thousand bonus, and it becomes fifteen. I say so. My how, point, how do you say things go really well? Yeah, I don't know. You start a lot of games, basically. Okay, fine. So for me, yeah. it was it was uh, something be, tangible. Being available for games, win bonus, that sort of stuff. Um, but for me, it was always that's your mum's phone. Can you shut it up, mate? Who's ringing her anyway? Um, so, but I always said no, and I said my point is that you're willing to pay me the ten plus yeah. the five. So if, just pay me all of that. Yeah. Can you shut that up, mate? Please leave your name and telephone number. Who's bringing your mum anyway? You're here. Um, Probably checking that's all right. Back in the game, she. So um, I was, yeah, so I just said, no, you're willing to pay me that, so pay me it. And you know me well enough that you know I'm not going to receive a decent contract and rest of my laurels. I'm always going to try really hard. So if you're willing to pay me that plus that pay me all of it that was the point and I never I wasn't didn't ever get overpaid or anything but I always always said no to bonuses because some academy puke comes and takes your knee out in a line out session and I'm losing six nine months of bonuses no chance England and Wales like internationally are all different so England get yeah. paid a certain amount win lose or draw I, I believe it's around £22,000 Twenty-two grand a game you cannot live on that can you <laughs> no not at all Wales slightly different Wales get a match bonus of being involved in the, in the twenty-three. You don't get money for not involved in the squad. You don't get a match bonus. You'll get retainer for being selected in the squad. But then the, the actual bonus for Wales, for the Welsh boys, come as to where you finish in the table. 
yeah. first, second, third. And there's another bonus then for winning the Grand Slam because obviously you can win the championship without yeah. winning the Grand Slam. Yeah. So, you know, it puts a little bit more emphasis on the boys to to look at these bonus points because that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, um, and, and, it, and you get paid the same whether you start the game, come off the bench or sit on the bench and don't get on, you get paid yeah. the same. And you have to because you help during, you prepare, prepare during the week. But also then you've got that, you're avoiding that whole situation of, hang on a minute, did they not put me on because it saved them a few quid? Yeah. Um, so, and then it was all, there were always stories, like I always thought they were generally uh, bollocks, but there were stories of this young player, you know, if you get 15 starts in this season, then we'll double your contract. And would you believe it? He's on 14 starts and can't get another one. Yeah, yeah. And whether it was balls or not, you'd, I just I always wanted to avoid all that stuff, paying the basic salary. And if we win every game, all right, I get no extra. But if someone does my knee for me, I don't lose out. Bit of security, mate. Um, Mick Fahilly and Paul Edwards, both on Twitter, basically saying daily for 15. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me in the next game. But Watson apparently is nearly fit. So England have got... Italy next game so this is yeah. a chance for them to try a few different combos there's, yeah. there's someone on Twitter talking about um, Jack Noll in 13 did a decent job is that somewhere you could see him I don't I think he's in a attack yes in defence maybe not no here's an interesting one for you Tommy um, Nathan Hughes um, is definitely the right guy to be playing eight for England at the moment um, but he doesn't seem to be quite smashing it up like he did last season in the Prem. Now, what I heard something the other day. Who did I hear it from? Anyway, he from somebody, but he was at Wasps when he was about. I'm guessing I'm making these numbers up. He was 130 kilos, and he was tearing it up. And he's very, very. He's sort of medium level work rates. Probably not enough for England, or not not quite enough, like compared with Billy. But massive impact. So they said right get ten, five or 10 kilos off him, get him down to 120, which is still big, and his work rate will fly up and he won't lose any power. And he's done that. And what I think has happened is his work rate may have improved a bit, I don't know. But actually, I, I would suggest perhaps he's having slightly less impact in the contact with these five or 10 kilos off him. I would, I would almost be tempted to get him on the bacon and eggs for breakfast and get a bit of weight back on. Thing is, though, mate, you... You can't really compare the Premiership to playing Six Nations rugby because he'll predominantly be against a lot of weaker opposition playing mm -hmm. the Prem week in, week out. When you're playing Wales, Scotland, Ireland, you know, you're know you playing against boys who are near enough your size, the best of the best, and you're not going to make those inroads like you do in the Premiership. Now, if he puts on a little bit more timber, he's going to have to carry that around do you want a player in your team that is a 50, 60 minute player? Or do you want someone that is going to finish the game, is, is an 80 minute player? I think you can get away with it mm. in domestic rugby. So someone like Nick Williams at Cardiff Blues, yeah. he's sort of got 50, 60 minutes in him, then he's going to tire. Um, I don't think you can do that at international. You need players who can last an 80. Here's a point, why was Hartley brought off so early? He's your captain, yeah. surely your captain should be staying on the field the duration. He's a captain for a reason, because he makes the right decisions, because he's a leader. Why are they bringing him off? I, I actually, I'm, as you know, I'm a big fan of Dylan Hartley and as captain and as starting hooker, but I think it was the right call. Yeah, but I, I just don't he's your I, captain. I, yeah, but I just don't think he was playing that well. I think if you've got no one else on the field, so if, you're, if, if Warburton's captain, or if Alan Wynn 
twisted his ankle or not twisted his ankle or wasn't playing well and he was dropping every restart never going to happen Yeah. and they had to bring him off because they had a form player on the bench you wouldn't be worried with Sam Warburton on the field and with Bigger on the field England are not worried with guys like Farrell on the field they're okay so we've still got leaders Yeah. so I think it was actually it didn't say great things about Dylan because no one wants to be brought off after 40 odd minutes as captain but it said great things about the England team because it would take off our captain and back him to do the job. Can I say Ben Teo made another huge impact? Yeah, and bench. he did actually. We've got another, we've got a question from um, Trent Eagle about Ben Teo from e- on email. How does Ben Teo get away with wearing a cast on his forearm during games? He's led with it into contact before and done some damage. Looks a lot like a plaster cast basically wrapped in strapping. He did it to Sam Warburton before. Did he? He, he leads with his forearm a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people wear them because they've had broken arms. And broken wrists so yeah. they've got a scar there so it covers it but I'm not entirely sure I mean surely the ref would check what's underneath that um, just talking about Wales quickly Dan Bigger was under a lot of pressure at the weekend not anymore he's not not anymore what a fan what, what a game he had he's, he's the man yeah and I know Sam, he's fierce mate he is but he reads the game so well mm. he's brave yeah wish he was a little bit quicker yeah, he threw a handbrake on, didn't he? At one point, he's not—he's not built for speed, though. No, I thought he was—he was great, and at his best, I think he's. Um, someone, someone also described um, bigger as inspirational, which I agree with. I but, do, but contrasting with George Ford, who is robotic, which I don't agree with. Um, there's nothing robotic about that last try, but. Anyway, I, I thought Dan Bigger was great, and I thought Sam Warburton again, really, really good, dominant. He and Moriarty were the sort of dominant physical forces on the field. I thought. Yeah, I agree. Well, there we are. Sure. Unless you've got anything else you want to add, David. I got a weird question. One weird question from last Luke, one. Luke the Slug Jones. Hi boys, it's your boy Slug here. Just finished touching various hot and cold objects, and was wondering, what would you rather? Really long legs and a small torso. Or a really long torso and small legs. Cheers, Sluggy. I'll go long legs, short torso. I'll go long legs, short torso. We actually do have a question from... You're going to have to find it now, though, mate. You've got the questions on email. But oh, a question yeah. from a guy that me and Mike Tyndall bumped into. Oh, yeah, I have got that. But I deleted it because it was rubbish. Oh, what was it? Um, it was something along the lines of a picture with you and he's there. Do you know his name at with all? With you and Tins. Um, no. You really I, mean, I, I could find now. it. But I could... I don't feel under pressure. I just feel like this is this is really poor podcasting no. because everyone's just sitting and waiting for me to find this email. Okay, no worries, mate. We'll let, we'll leave it there, shall we? Yeah, fucking. I'm not sorry. sorry what? Yeah, stop sweating now. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Um, yeah. Whoever you are, mate, you're gone. All right. Think of a better question next time. Um, how can people contact us, Tomas? Always the same, mate. Always the same. At Flats and Shanks on Twitter. Mm. You can email us, which is contact at flatsandshanks.com. Facebook Flats and Shanks. Mm. so loads of different ways feel free to ask us some personal questions and also ask some personal questions about Michelle because she vets all of these questions and reads them all and she would be genuinely offended to get some personal questions from you but I like that Mm. I want her to be kept on her toes I think she's getting too comfortable with it all All alright people alright ta-da bye hi This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.